Welcome to Third Chances, a talk show where we like to hear from people who devoted their life to health, fitness and wellness. Medical professionals, health coaches and all the others who help us every day to cure our body, mind or soul. Those who always look for more natural, holistic ways to help even more people to live a happier and healthier life. Those who don't like to give up easily and settle on you or themselves. It is never too late or too soon. I always believe that every one of us deserves not just a second chance, but as many as we need. I'm Vera, your host. Who better than a master of reinvention with an accent to guide you through it, right? Just like they say, you are not a tree, so move. And God knows I have done just that in my own life many, many times. If you are not completely happy with the direction your life is going, This show may help you get the courage to change what is needed, find a new path and take charge. So come on over, pour yourself a glass of wine and spend some time with us. Let's laugh and cry together and get inspired by people just like you and me who overcame their own doubts and took a leap of faith to reinvent their life on their own terms. I hope and pray that we help you on that journey. And if you feel so compelled and inspired, please let us know. Don't be shy. Who knows? You may just be our next featured guest with another inspiring success story. So here we go. Well, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to our episode of third chances today guest is very special one because we met on linkedin and when i realized not only that we have a lot in common because he's also interested in health and avoiding medications and helping people to be better themselves but he also lives in my home country and that was actually what attracted me to roderick at the first place and we started to talk and Better you know it, we like each other, and I'm so excited to have the opportunity to talk to Roderick today on our podcast. He's a health and life executive coach. He is a midlifer's guide to permanent weight loss and metabolic health. He's helping busy people aged 40 to 60 take back control of their health and avoid the medications. And most importantly, he's quite interesting human, be- human being. So Welcome, Roderick, to our show, and please tell us about you and how how it happened that you end up in Czech Republic and how it happened that you end up being this kind of coach. <laughs> Thank you, Vera. It's, I'm delighted to be here with you uh, on your podcast. Thanks very much for the invitation uh, and for the kind uh, kind introduction. Uh, <laughs> I'm a little bit uh, self-conscious when someone says, Uh, interesting human being but thank you it's very kind of you you are (laughs) (laughs) thank you um yeah so yeah to today um i help busy midlifers lose weight forever and uh, regain their metabolic health but it wasn't always that way uh and uh, i started off in the uk um son of a a czech mother and an english uh, dad educated oh i forgot that part yeah 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 
educated in the UK. Um, I went to, I was a little chorister singing in St. George's Chapel, Windsor Castle, which uh, many of your audience will have seen recently, a couple of years back at the wedding of uh, Prince, which is the younger one? I can never remember. Um, Harry, I think, isn't it? Oh, William, Harry. there you go. Well, William and Meghan, or is it Harry and Meghan? No, Harry, Harry and Meghan. Harry and Meghan, right. Oh, you're so, the true British, I can see that. <laughs> I can't remember which one, but anyway, so he, yeah, yeah, so that that chapel that they had their wedding, and I sang there tw- uh, once every day in the evening for for six years, for the age of eight to thirteen, up in the castle, um, and then secondary school, university, uh, and and in the meantime, I'd met a beautiful girl uh, in my mother's hometown, Klatovy, in in uh, as it was just about then still the Czechoslovak Republic I think and and yeah fell in love and after university with a music degree I was thinking what am I going to do with myself I moved to be back uh, with her in in Czech Republic or Czechia as it's called these days Uh, and uh, yeah 25 years later I'm still here with the same now married to that uh, girl with with an eight-year-old boy Um, and yeah so how does that yeah so there you go that's my quick life story anyway (laughs) That's interesting. I forgot that part that you were also in the music because that was my childhood as well. Funny how we move away from things that we thought we couldn't live without, right? It, it is. It is. Although for me, it's more of a family tradition. My my grandmother was a, a concert pianist and she mm-hmm. wrote uh, music. She was a composer and she also wrote music for adult uh, beginners and also for church children beginners, so tutorial books. Uh, and my dad is a music musicologist with a, a passion and specialization in uh, Czech music. Uh, so oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Wow. So, so you so have was, rich tradition in your family, yeah. for sure. Well, we, do, we do, we do. And I kind of broke tradition because uh, although I studied, uh, you know, I got a bachelor's of music degree, um, I came over here, didn't know what to do, taught English as many native speakers did back in yeah. 1990. Seven or oh, no, it was, was quite it? needed at that time. Years. Not many people spoke English at that time. Uh, it was it's much yeah. better today for sure. Yeah. Um. Then got into actually management uh, in a in a language school, uh, and then got into HR uh, in a in a big uh, French international group, and and that's when my sort of corporate career started. Quite a successful career. I sort of moved up the the corporate ladder until I hit uh, the age of forty. Uh, became a father and got my my next big corporate job. It turned out to be my last one because um, a few years after that, I decided that I had enough of the the treadmill. And uh, after much reflection, thinking, I decided that what had been good for me for the last fifteen years wasn't going to be what I wanted to do for the second half of my life. What was the um, biggest deciding factor? Was it the time freedom to be with your family? It was it was the the it was the pressure of trying to <clears throat> perform at work, perform at home as a husband and a father of a of a baby that was grinding me down into this sort of very unhappy person and I was piling on the weight I'd always been overweight yeah. um, I have but, seen uh... some very unflattering pictures that you were <laughs> vulnerable enough to share for people to see where take where can <clears throat> you take them from 
Right. Well, exactly. I used to exactly. I used to be exactly like that. And uh, uh, one doctor even told me, uh, you know, um, it's quite likely that you're going to have a heart attack in five years. Um, yeah. And I was only like early forties, forty one or something, with with various problems apart from being overweight and not being able to see my toes. I was also uh, had rashes under my armpits and uh, bad sleep and, and all sorts of issues uh, that that came and went. Um, and the only advice doctors gave me was um, eat less, move more and yeah. get a less stressful job. Can I ah. ask you, what was your diet like then? Well, it was quite a lot of junk food. I mean, uh, you know, I was eating like croissants with ham and cheese at my desk mid-morning I was trying to eat breakfast you know have a health I thought breakfast most important meal of the day I had a high fiber cereal mixed with some porridge oats in low-fat milk and a glass oh, yeah. of orange fed. juice in the morning uh, and you know not surprisingly I was hungry two hours later and having the the, the well, I was never into sweet stuff particularly mm. I did like a dessert but but it was the savory croissants and cheese sandwiches and that sort of thing good so you're um, not blaming it entirely on the czech cuisine <laughs> oh no no this then you know, it's very standard western you know the standard western pattern diet or as yeah. we we like to put all the blame on the u.s you know the standard american diet but uh, right. we've happily adopted it in all industrial countries um and become addicted to it and uh, that was yeah, a slice of pizza on the way home because I was had needed a snack at five in the afternoon, uh, and then a late dinner uh, after putting my son to bed, for instance. Mm. Uh, plenty of beer, of course, um, and not a lot of time for that, you know, exercise. But yeah. honestly, to have outrun that diet, I would have needed to, you know, go jogging half marathons every day of the week just to be able to try and outrun that that bad diet. So what was the breaking point for you when you realized you can continue like that and something got to change? Mm. Uh, well, it was this this information about, you know, in five years time, you might have a heart attack. It was the yeah. mention of something I'd never heard before called metabolic uh, syndrome, which these days we know all about. Uh, and has actually been clearly defined uh, by, you know, by the World Health Organization, for instance. And it was simply this this black tunnel of of basically working my butt off to try and keep people happy in a big corporation where you you literally don't make a dent in the universe everything moves so slowly and your impact is so small that uh you know yeah. it's literally it's a, a wheel that you just keeps going you could do it until you drop down dead and honestly even in our hr department about 100 people in that in in, in the department uh, a number of them had uh, various types of cancer, uh, some brain tumors, some had, you know, uh, mental uh, nervous breakdowns and that sort of thing. And I never put two and two together that it was directly related to the stress of trying to perform in, in that kind of environment. Um, Plus probably unhealthy lifestyle as as it And that yours, just doubles right? down on it. You know, yeah. the combination of bad sleeping habits, poor diet with lack of movement and elevated chronic elevated stress yeah. is just it's, it's a recipe for a heart attack by the time you're you know you're 50 i'm afraid but and, you know and... it's it's funny you say that because obviously that was a big wake-up call for you but it's one thing to decide for yourself that things gotta change because you want to save yeah. your life and be there for your kid to grow <laughs> but it's a whole other thing to jump in and study everything you know about it and do it as a business so 
that how was that leap was it easy was it was it difficult N not at all Vera but yeah you, you, yeah and I actually had two things going on it was this dissatisfied midlife crisis this kind of turning point where I realized I didn't want to do this anymore and there was the health aspect and they, they worked in parallel with hindsight they were clearly connected but I didn't see it like that so mm -hmm. so the first thing was what do I do with my life uh, and you know it took me a couple of years of researching talking to my wife we, we made a plan and then I quit uh, and I tr uh, trained spent a year training to be a coach that was that part of it and the other part was kind of parallel but I didn't really uh, connect the dots was I by chance I came across uh, the the low carb world on Facebook uh, and I'm kind of the person who who likes to delve into rabbit holes and study and and and, and so I was getting all these resources about about low carb high fat uh, uh, keto etc all these different mm -hmm. things uh, and studying it and after literally about at least a year of examining the evidence uh, and the, the method um, I applied it on myself and I started and in six months I went from basically around 90 kilograms down to around 70 72 kilograms. I lost 20 kilograms in, in six months wow um, and I didn't 40 suffer. pounds I didn't... for American audience exactly you know actually 20 kilograms is yeah is um, more than 40 pounds i guess right yeah 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 more yeah. than 40 pounds it's yeah. like 45 six seven pounds yeah so you were not not you were not that big to begin with though i was 92 kilo three kilograms at my heaviest for 179 centimeters what's that what's that in pounds and inches i can't tell you i'm afraid but it was just about it was just over the boundary of class one obesity bmi 30 point something 31 mm. i got yeah. to so, you know, uh, and today I'm BMI 21, 22. Uh, and most importantly, that waist height ratio. Today, my waist height ratio is about 0 0.48. And basically, you want to have a waist height ratio of less than 0 0.5 for optimal health. And I don't know what my waist height ratio was, but it must have been around one, I guess, <laughs> because all that fat, most of that fat was in my belly basically All yeah that visceral that's fat. usually man man has that yeah. issue the midsection yeah 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 so how again like you saw results for yourself how easy was it to translate it into a business for you right well i didn't initially it was my passion it was my fascination you know especially the the pressure from the world around me even my wife you know you can't eat all that. You're going to have a heart attack. What about your cholesterol? You're losing weight. All my friends are saying, asking my wife, is he ill? Yeah. Because I was losing weight so quickly, you know, and it's it's a funny world where when you put on weight, people don't comment necessarily, or they say it with a smile. That guy's, you know, he's, he's relaxed. He's got, they want and when to, you lose weight, <laughs> and when you lose weight, they think you're ill, but yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's very bizarre that uh, some, you know, when you get to an optimal weight, you're actually considered an out outlier. I don't want to say mm -hmm. outcast, but an outlier, a bit unusual. So, so that was, that was fascinating. Uh, but actually I started off basically, I trained as a coach for a year, set up in Prague. I wanted to be, you know, a life coach more than an executive coach. I didn't really want to go back into that corporate world. And then COVID came and I realized I can do what I love to do online with anybody in the world. I don't have to go to Prague and network and build a client base, etc. And then online, okay, I need a niche. So, you know, what is my story? My story is breaking the corporate uh, golden handcuffs. 
escaping yeah. the rat race, you know, taking the, the the plunge and basically in midlife changing the direction of my life. So that was my initial niche, but I was still fascinated and passionate about nutrition, metabolic health, uh, weight loss. So I was listening, reading, uh, studying. Uh, and at one point, it was literally, it was only about 20 months ago, I had, I realized, okay, so, you know, this midlife transformation niche is really fascinating. I've had some really good clients, but I'm, I spend most of my time actually studying health. So, mm -hmm. so uh, the niche was easy because it's the same demographic, 40 to 60, generally working, busy people, company owners, managers, uh, just simply that their needs are different rather than leaving a career that is quite difficult to leave because of all, you know, that gold, the golden handcuffs, as I call them. Yeah. Um, this is about the fact that they no longer fit in their suits, that they've neglected their health for their career, for their family, for their whatever it might be. And Which could be even stronger reason for hiring a coach, to be honest. You say that, Vera, it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. It's not easy to get people to make a decision to say, Yes, I'm going to prioritize my health because the doctors are telling me this and I'm taking this medication and I know that I live unhealthily and that I'm setting myself up for uh, maybe lifespan will be yeah. maintained, but health span that will be, you know, quality of life that will be handicapped by my my health. And to get people to actually to make that decision is actually quite hard. People will always yeah. go for the quick option, the pill from yes. the doctor, the supplement they see on TV. And that's they hope for a shortcut. And I, I, as I'm listening to you, and I'm, I'm sure it is not easy to make people even see that they need to change things. And they fear change, like, you know, we all do. But would you say that maybe they have some pre-assumptions about how you work and what you will ask of them that maybe that prevents them from reaching out because they are afraid that you will be running them to gym and you know going with some crazy diets I'm sure people's minds are running you know million directions when they consider something mm -hmm. like that to even right. ask for help yeah that, that that's, that's an excellent question and and uh, you know and and unfortunately we've been sold this messaging that it's all your fault you're lazy it's sloth you don't move enough and you eat too much and you know this your responsibility and it's not strictly true because the food environment that we're being sold is addictive and it's geared for you to come back and have more plus yeah. our modern lifestyles don't simply allow us to spend a lot of time in the in the gym or, or doing uh, exercise and and it's exercise normally breaks down because you have an injury or it gets cold and dark outside or it's raining or something changes in your routine and you don't have that time anymore yeah. uh, and then of course there's motivation i just don't i'd rather simply have a beer and watch the football you know it's a uh, simply it's, it's hard to Sounds keep that motivation. yeah yeah uh, and how about the don't... combination with the doctor's advice about nutrition which is horrific when that was my biggest aha moment in America, when I realized the doctors studied for years to become specialized in whatever, you know, field they choose. They spent about one full day on nutrition out of all those years that gives, that tells you a lot. And yet everybody who is introduced to diet, there's always like, 
you know, uh, consult with your doctor. They have no clue about yeah. nutrition. They are still going low fat and, you know, whatever, whatever the previous flavor of the month was. It, it's, it's still the same flavor. Yes. Eat less, move more, uh, base your diet in grains, eat as little meat as possible and lots of veg in the middle. You know, it's, it's, mm. um, it's the same old thing. And there are a lot of reasons now that we know, uh, you know, the, the influence of industry, whether that be food manufacturers or pharmaceutical companies that, uh, you know, they are in control of the information flow to doctors, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. In most cases, I should point out, there are some really amazing exceptions who, uh, in the United States, in the UK, in Europe, who have had the blind, the blinkers taken away, and they've gone and looked into the the scientific literature because it is all there. It's hiding in full view. Yeah. You just have to sort of stop listening to these this 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 dogma uh, and go and and look in the in the literature. Uh, and as you know, any kind of inquisitive, curious doctor who's wondering why they've never cured anybody of their type two diabetes in twenty years of practice. Maybe it could occur to them, well, perhaps the what I'm being told I should do by the Diabetes Association, by the Heart Association, by my governing body and by the pharma rep who's coming to tell me about the greatest new pill yeah. uh, isn't actually working. And, you know, and, and uh, there are, you know, Dr. Tony Hampton in the uh, in the Chicago area is a fantastic vocal advocate for lifestyle first holistic health care. Yeah. Um, and uh, thank you know, God for more functional doctors coming into field, realizing that yeah. the drugs are not answer for everything. And I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that the typical doctor doesn't even have a time nor the, you know, passion to go and do an additional research on top of their hours that they spend, Absolutely. you know, at the office. So it's, it's kind of understandable, but it's really oh, yes. scary when you, consider how many people take their doctor's word for gold they just don't question it yeah and that's a difficult one isn't it i mean you know i think i think the the the, the real giveaway is when your doctor who clearly doesn't look particularly healthy yeah. is giving you advice on how to you know prevent or reduce the effects of you know the the stat the classic chronic diseases that is completely destroying yeah. uh, our, our industrial populations that that that's kind of that bell and the, you know, yeah start having a look around uh, at least you know that maybe there's something wrong with popping some more more pills perhaps there's something another way of approaching this but to go back to your question about getting people to decide um yes there's the pills but then exactly they think i'm gonna have to sweat i'm gonna have to make time i'm gonna have to uh, do a lot of exercise i don't enjoy or i'm embarrassed etc no yes eat movement is great <laughs> eat tasteless just salad and broccoli and lean yeah, yeah, chicken yeah. breast absolutely not it's you know you can do this without moving much you don't you know if you can get a couple of times for a 20 30 minute walk perfect if you like to lift some moderate weights of a weekend great but that's not the key that's not the foundation the foundation is completely changing what you eat when you eat and looking at your sleep habits as well a bit yeah and you'll and and it's i guarantee i actually have a, a a waist circumference guarantee that in a certain amount of time my client will lose a certain amount of centimeters off their waist and uh, basically, if they don't, I will continue to coach them for free until they do. 
I've never had to yet uh, activate that guarantee. How big part of this journey is their mindset, would you say? Yes, uh, of course. Mindset is everything. You know, I mean, what I'm actually selling isn't so much the the the, the knowledge, the 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 uh, curation of people who are far more educated and, and know much more about the topic than I do myself. You know, I've curated or I've done the study, the research, and I'm kind of presenting it in a understandable and easy to apply. Uh, uh, way but you know that's just part of you can get that pretty much anywhere yeah. it's the uh, changing your habits and lifestyles and the mindset it's it's about listening to your uh, you know your sense of hunger and satiety uh, before and after you eat it's about realizing that uh, when you eat more of this then you're gonna crave much less the other stuff uh, it's going to impact your sleep. Uh, it's it's about understanding that when you step out your door, where you're no longer in control of your food environment, you're going to have to make some mindful, conscious decisions. It's about becoming agent in your own life. In the end, it's it's coaching. Coaching is all is almost always about creating freedom of choice through being mindful of what's going on. Yeah. When you are able to understand what's going on, you stop automatically reacting and you start to create choice. Well, I can do what I would normally do or actually because I'm now aware of what's going on, I can make a choice to do it differently. And unfortunately, we eat automatically. Whatever you know comes up, it's normally very tasty, obviously, uh, but uh, we do it automatically. And when you then know what's going on and you're more in tune with your hunger and satiety, and you're after a, a business lunch, for instance, then you can start making choices about, okay, so there's a steak and a fries, right? I know the steak is going to, uh, it's, it's nutrient dense. It's going to give my body what it needs. It's going to fill me up for much longer. And I'm going to leave the fries because they're soaked in vegetable oil as it is. I know that's highly inflammatory. I know that all those, you know, the starches are going to raise my blood sugar and I'm going to be hungry in, in, in 90 minutes. Uh, and I'm going to have this huge slump after I've eaten it. And I've got this meeting afterwards. So I'm going to make a choice, have the steak. And when you have this freedom of choice, suddenly this agency, funnily enough, a lot of my clients find that they start to realize that in other areas of their life, let, they, they could do with some more agency as well, whether it be at home with their, their partner, at work with their boss, family, broader family pressures, etc. That uh, uh, that sometimes you have to focus in on one thing to to experience true agency, which is just another way of saying freedom of choice, if you like, that yeah. I decide less than other people or my environment. Um, and then they can start applying it to other parts of their life. And that's scary as well. So the coaching part is actually key. I can give someone my food protocol, my how to get started guide. You know, they'll know exactly what they need to do. But to maintain and create new habits, to rewire the brain so that after three or six months or nine or 12 months of working with me, they don't go back. And yo-yo, which is what everybody does, but maintain a way of life for the rest of their life that will keep them healthy, energetic, clear-minded, uh, and and without pills. But that that is the key. Yeah, and the accountability that come from coach like you that 
you know, people freak out, then they, they broke the diet for a day or two and they freak out that, oh my God, I messed it up and, and give up altogether right. when having somebody like you on their side would give them the power to reassure them, okay, well, we messed up, but just let's back right, right back on a horse. And, and it's, I'm sure one day doesn't destroy anybody diets, just like one day of healthy eating wouldn't make anybody healthy. <laughs> exactly. That's, yeah. that's a great point. It works either way. Exactly. And, and that's, and that's the thing. And with the coach, you can actually talk in that safe space because a coach is trained to create a non-judgmental exactly. supportive space that just helps you to reflect back on, on yourself and the things you do and say and think and feel. And uh, uh, that's exactly the point. So you talk, you can talk through it, and you you can actually help them to move on and re 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 navigate, re re get get that get their goal back in the sights yeah. and re energize them. But what I like about what you just said is the the losing weight part is very visual and very encouraging for people. You you see the success right in front of your eyes. You, you look in the mirror and you see that you are looking better. Your health start improving. Your issues disappears. That's super encouraging for people to follow the protocol. But then when you apply it to other parts of their life, it's also giving them the assurance that yes, they can. That all these naysayers in their inside of their head are just lying to them and there is actually much more power because food is one of the most comfy thing to, that people turn to when they have issues and stress and stuff like that so if you can be if you can develop new habits there which is really critical it will turn around your health but also it will give you boost of confidence that you can freaking do whatever you want if you decided that's the direction you want to go. So I think this is super powerful coaching niche for you. You really are influencing the entire life plus the people around them. Uh, absolutely. And the, uh, the number of clients who reported about that their partner has started as well and lost some weight as well. You know, it's kind of, it's like, it's fantastic, you know, spread the word, just go yeah. and do it. There's two, enough already of all this, this, you know, 19 million heart CVD deaths, heart, you know, deaths from heart disease every yeah. year globally. And that's just deaths. We're not forgetting we're, you know, any young add, people. And getting younger and younger yeah. and younger. And the same with, with, with uh, you know, of course, death from complications of diabetes. Uh, but in the end, it it's all comes down to your liver. It comes down to the level of insulin resistance. It comes down to the way that your every single cell of your body is working. To what degree is it functioning as it should be? Um, and I'm afraid there's this figure that's widely from one paper. I don't know. I have some doubts about it but it's it's widely uh, quoted 88 percent of the u.s population uh, is uh, metabolically unhealthy that means that the the cells of their bodies are not actually functioning um the way they should be and that's considering that's a pretty scary the American figure. diet i would i would i'm afraid i would agree because that's <laughs> you you see people around you the way they shop the way they eat uh, it, for, it was funny because I came from Europe and I had a hardest time to come across, you know, like I was looking at the bread and I'm like, 
I'm not going to eat something that doesn't go bad in 30 days when you leave it on the counter. That's just freaking scary to me. No way. Plus, I did not like the taste of it. And that was before I knew what everything is in it, right? Mm. So somebody like me, I, I was used to cook. So I just love to create my own stuff from scratch and I control exactly yeah. what's in there. But yeah. when somebody cannot cook or doesn't have time, they really grab what is available and the, the amount of preservatives and everything in, in as a side of really bad ingredients for you. It's on the first view, you don't realize it, but it, it just, it, if, it's, if it's regular diet, then it really destroys havoc inside unfortunately yeah well just just i'm afraid we do tend to talk about you know the standard american diet etc but it's very simple i mean uh you know that's that's kind of the the center of economic center of the world particularly when it comes to food and pharmaceuticals um secondly uh it has the most research being done in the areas of health so naturally the population that's being studied is the u.s population it has the longest records in terms of you know government records in terms of nutrients uh made created or consumed um so a lot of the information is is based on the u.s population needless to say the uk and western europe and today india and china and australia are or even south america are all Keeping up quite well up, with yeah. the USA in terms of uh, uh, chronic life yeah. diseases of lifestyle. You know, it's it's funny you said that because I remember somebody posted a picture from the Woodstock, and there was thousands and thousands and thousands of young people. Uh, and I rem- I don't remember the exact year, but it's in sixties, right? The Woodstock mm. was. There was not one overweight person in the view of that picture not one yeah that's really scary these there's one from the beach in the 70s or something you know i mean it's it's, uh, the same thing i'm i'm always careful about these because they of course feed your confirmation uh, your your confirmation bias wonderfully you know no one on this beach uh has a belly uh, in the 70s and now look at this picture from 2018 uh, and they're all obese with you know uh, it's a bit you know tendential that you know a photographer we know that photographs can be not faked but they can tell a story of the sure. photographer wants to take so um these say but actually you know you look at the data you look at the statistics you look at the you know the, the research papers demonstrate uh, that yes you know the today 60% of the US population is overweight or obese based on BMI but you know the UK is not far behind that uh, even in the Czech Republic there's 10% of the population is diagnosed with diabetes type 2 but yeah another 10 percent is estimated to be walking around with undiagnosed diabetes um and uh yeah and i see my my son's schoolmates uh you know in the summer he's eight uh, now um a good number of them are already the kids. at least overweight mm. if not uh, some level of, of child obesity so it's very sad but you know roderick when we talk about this obviously your approach is not only just about food so if somebody was listening to this and considering that he would like to work with you, what can he expect? How could you walk us through what is the part of the protocol to, to get in shape with you yeah. that 
doesn't scare the hell out of them. <laughs> ah, right, sure, sure, sure. Well, well, you see, it's not just, I mean, it's basically the first month is kind of a boot camp. We meet every week and we in, we introduce the elements of the food protocol, well, we introduce the food protocol right from the beginning. It is mainly about food, about what you eat. It's about when you eat, the timing of food. Uh, and it's about getting in tune to your body, talking to you about when it's hungry and how much you need to eat and how long that lasts before you get hungry again. The reason why, movement. We know that movement's great, but it's time-consuming. It's not very effective to rely on calories in, calories out, because to burn enough calories to to consume this or that really literally you'd be have to spend uh, hours on the treadmill um so it's not movement that's you know who wants to move go and dance go and play with your kids go and walk the dog go and go to the gym whatever it is you like do it it's good but i'm not going to send you it's it's good to stay in shape for flexibility but not particularly oh, for yeah. losing absolutely shape. yoga calisthenics uh or you know Anything you like to do, do it for fun. Do not do it with the goal of losing weight and getting healthy. Yeah. Sleep. Okay, there are, we do look at sleep. We look at some sleep hacks. But in the end, you know, it's, I have, you know, I have the CEO of an investment company I'm working with right now. Uh, he has to make a, a you know, a, a conscientious effort to go to bed by 11 p.m. and he's up at 6 a.m., which isn't too bad because, but if he didn't, he would be up 12, 1 o'clock working. You know, he doesn't mm -hmm. even have that, that, that downtime before bed. That's important. Sleep is the cleanup period of your body. Even though you're not aware, your body is working really hard to clear up the mess that went on during your waking hours. So, yeah. don't, uh, you know, and then also things like the temperature, the first thing you do when you wake up, the, how late you should eat before you go to sleep so that's important we look at that but as a second prong stress yep there are things you can do for stress meditation exercise cold baths uh i don't know what but you know you can't, very rarely can you take away the source of the stress the boss the 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 financial pressures the 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 whatever family pressures it's quite hard to make a big change in that but there's one thing you do every day uh normally anyway several times a day normal uh, at least before you come to me uh, and that is eat so by changing what you eat how much and when you can actually make the biggest impact for the uh, smallest effort so that's why we look primarily it's very much food focused and believe me that food is tasty i mean this is all the stuff that your doctor our doctors probably tell us we should avoid but um the truth yeah. is elsewhere is there something that your clients struggle the most with that you would say that you see overall? One client, only one client has actually had serious withdrawal symptoms from processed food and sugar. Wow. And she, she had to dig really deep and hard. Uh, it didn't help that she didn't have time to let's say do basic food preparation you know you don't have to spend hours cooking you can actually cook a sati satiating hearty tasty meal in 15 minutes but nevertheless she didn't have that will or the time so she really struggled she did it 
She dropped two dress sizes from what was it, twelve to eight. She's apart from the the, the you know the, the actual body shape that changed, uh, also some some improvements in her metabolic health from blood work. But uh, you know she's had real problems. Otherwise, it's sometimes people you know people find actually their cravings either diminish or disappear in just a few weeks because of what you're eating keeps you so satiated, gives your body what you need. Yeah. But it doesn't, you, you got, your brain isn't getting all these signals saying, give me more, give me more, because I don't have enough protein or new, micronutrients of various types, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, fruit is one thing that some people struggle with. They're kind of thinking, oh, God, how am I going to do without fruit? Partially, that's conditioning. We've been told how much we need to eat fruit, how important it is every day. I, I beg to differ. Um, secondly... Uh, there's, of course, the sugar component. I mean, let's face it, fruit is sweet. There's a sweet reaction that we have in the reward system. There's the actual sugar, glucose and fructose that's contained. So, yeah, and, and uh, unfortunately, the fruit we're, that's available today doesn't really have all the fiber and nutrients that we would we, we're told you get from fruit. So that is quite difficult, you know, that mm-hmm. the melon, the grapes, etc. But uh, uh, that's about it. Otherwise, generally... Uh, people forget about bread. Surprisingly, the one thing they're most worried about, the bread, the chips, the potatoes, they they realize that they can actually live without it and just have it once once in a while. I think it's also habits, and especially in Czech, uh, the breakfast was bread with something. You know, we didn't eat cereal, cereals, uh, not as much sweet as, as in America's uh, homes, but the bread was kind of staple in, you know, the bread with ham or bread with yeah. cheese or bread with something. And that yeah. was just snack for afternoon when the kids come bre- back from school or in the morning. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, indeed i'm afraid though i'm gonna disappoint you that uh cereals are very popular here in the morning you know mm. it's, uh... well it's again it's it's easy of course and, it's easy it's quick you it's tasty look at moms you know it's easy kids like it why not right and yeah. they can do it themselves yeah that's and the, then there's that's the, the trick yeah. part of it the industry makes it so much easier and cheaper to go to the garbage than yeah. to do something that it's right for your health unfortunately so how long you usually work with person in is there a set time or it works until they reach the certain goal that they set for themselves right so basically i offer programs that are three six or 12 months most commonly people go for three it's simply cheaper um let's face it uh, i did have a two-month program when i started and i realized that it's just not long enough to yeah. break the habits they they lost shed loads of weight and their, their waist shrunk but simply they went back later mm-hmm. they haven't created those habits to rewire the brain takes much longer than just a couple of months so three is that's why i uh, increased it to three months minimum Although the majority of people who come to me really need to work, you know, should be going for six months. I've got one client who's now 12 months, but he's going to take two years to get to his goal. I'm pretty sure that after 12 months, he will have, you know, created the habits. That means he'll be able to continue himself to his goal a year later. Or he will um, just keep you on a side as a Or he'll just, you know, yeah. say, okay, I need you for the next year. And I'll say happy, you know, I'll, I'll happily you know, help you. Because... We are both coaches. So I'm, I'm looking at what you do. And I'm thinking, I heard somebody say once, when you go to gym, you don't have a trainer to 
show you how to do the push-up or do it for you. You have the trainer to make sure that you do them right and you don't hurt yourself. And to so, do a couple extra at the end. Or yes, and then you actually do them. <laughs> should always be progressive. Yeah. 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 So, 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Frederick, if there was one thing that most people don't know about you. They don't know about me. Oh, gosh. Well, I, I, I hopefully you'll be sympathetic to this, given your, your, your country of birth. But uh, I, I love beer. Aha, uh-huh. uh, well, Czech beer, <laughs> of course. And I happen to live in the land of beer, uh, which which is great. Uh, and I still enjoy beer uh, and I regularly partake of it. Um, and because the rest of my dietary lifestyle means that I'm not wrecking my body, those beers aren't doing too much damage. But I must say, beer is the devil's combination of excess simple carbohydrates and alcohol, both of which are toxic to the body, both of which uh, make your liver work over time, both of which can uh, will cause serious illness uh, uh, long term. So, uh, but like not- you, like you correctly said, if your diet was bad on top of that, it would be a whole different story. Yeah. But, but yeah, we. I think the the key to establishing the lifestyle that you can actually maintain is to be able to enjoy those little pleasures while most of the time you do everything that you know it's good for you. Right. I'm, I'm myself, I, I can resist some, some quality wine. I used to sell wine. It's important in my life. Look at all these French people healthy. <laughs> <laughs> and there are always some studies that are very, very beneficiary about especially red wine and, and the health of so it's any excuse you can get uh, any excuse sure. exactly but absolutely <laughs> yeah. i think you know 90 percent uh good is good enough yeah um but choose your poison you know uh, i always say as well uh, and and the fact is you're not going to be drinking wine from morning to evening probably you know i'm not i don't drink beer from morning to evening right. uh, whereas you eat several times a day let's say the the potential for piling up the uh, metabolically disruptive elements with food is far greater than having a beer in the evening uh, or uh, having a glass of wine with your dinner you know Um, so if I ask you I know you have a, a program or an offer that you would like to to tell people about if they would be considering working with someone like you but before we do that i would like to ask you if you can give a one piece of advice or guidance to people that are on the fence that they kind of believe and know that something needs to change but they may not be 100% sure if they can do it themselves or they should choose somebody like you to help them what would be one piece of advice that you can give them right now to kind of make them move to the right direction Okay, so so the first thing I'll say is information is out there. It's easily accessible, countless books, which makes it very confusing. Go and go and go and find a community, whether it be on Facebook or or, or, or in person somewhere. Uh, that'd be the first thing I would say. Or go and find a coach. Go and 
observe them, listen to them, see what they say, see if that it, that's going to be your style of working. Um, if you want me to give some practical, actionable advice, yes, there is. There are, let's say, very three very simple things that people can start doing straight away. That is, uh, prioritize protein. I mean, bioavailable protein in decent amounts. We tend to undereat protein and we tend to get most of our protein from grains. And actually that's not very neutral. doesn't have all the components or, that we need. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're talking animals, fish, uh, eggs, uh, dairy, prioritize that, stick to your leafy green vegetables and avoid the, particularly the refined carbohydrates like bread, rice, chips, uh, etc. Um, and of course, sugar that goes without saying, and get rid of every single type of vegetable oil, so-called seed oil, vegetable oil in your house, with the exception of um, avocado, oh. coconut, and and olive oil, virgin olive oil, butter, ghee, and 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 you know tallow and lard uh, instead. So those are those are things you can actually start doing straight away. Go to sleep at the same time, wake up at the same time every day where possible. And there is a whole bunch of things, but those are the easy things. So it's like easy. listen the... to your biology rhythm that your body kind of tells you what it needs, right? I saw a beautiful post today. It was a, what was it? Um, don't eat until you're hungry. When you're hungry, eat meat and uh, drink when you're thirsty. And that's, that's it. And in a very, very basic, a very basic shorthand, that is the key to, to reversing your conditions and staying uh, fit and healthy for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> you would be proud of me. My house now smells like a Greek moussaka because I'm baking lamb, lots of spices, the good spices mm. that boost your metabolism and some eggplant with it. And I just love that. That's going right, right. to be coming now because obviously, I mean, America, you are in Czech, you have evening and I didn't have my lunch yet. Which, okay that's okay that's All right, fantastic right. timing i'm usually late myself well yeah, it's so, great you know cooking can be such a pleasure pleasure as well you know uh, yes for creative... me for me it always was i it's surprising how many people i hear saying that it's such a chore and they hate it and i grew up with it and it was actually for me it was the stress relief to to go cook I remember when I was on the road selling and I would have, you know, stress all day long, people calling me all the problems. And once I turned off and was on my, on my way home, I would switch in my brain and start considering what is at home. If I need to stop, get something and what am I going to cook for dinner? And I was looking forward to it because that was my time to nourish my body and do what I like and, you know, make sure that I eat quality food after all that stress that I was <laughs> incurring to during the day. So it, it was for m- always pleasure for me. And I, I understand your wife is also a great cook. Yes, yes. And she particularly, uh, uh, she's very creative in uh, uh, desserts that are unsweetened and don't use, you know, uh, normal grain flour, but use things like almond flour, coconut flour, etc. Um, These are not especially so for to me cook with, but they are accessible yeah 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 that's fantastic so if somebody would like to work with Roderick Lambert how they can find you what is the best way to find you absolutely best way is to look me up on LinkedIn Roderick Lambert 
Um, I'm most active there, most accessible. Um, I also, you know, I'm on Facebook and Instagram as well, Midlife Metabolic Health. You can, uh, you know, I don't expect people to be sending me messages. I'm going to work with you. I'm going to work with you. I know very well that there's so much information, so many people like people like me out there that they might just want to observe. So just follow my profile on LinkedIn. Ring the, the bell that's on that profile page under the banner so you get all my posts. Read what I say. If it makes sense, sign up to my uh, email sequences. For instance, I got one on actually recipes uh, the ones you know the ones that i lost weight on so you know mm-hmm. you can start experimenting with that uh, and it's full of advice and and information and then for those who either like to work out but don't have the time or don't like to work out but need a little encouragement then there's also some uh, some video tutorials for what i call a 20 minute twice a week resistance home I have resistance seen those. training yeah i have seen those just right. today i did sign in for it yeah, it's it's amazing because you can do a lot for a shape of your body without spending two hours in the gym every day like some people do. That's for sure. Well, it was such a pleasure to listen to you and, you know, to see how much you love this. It is impactful because if anything is essential, it's our health. As we always learn the hard way, and sometimes it's too late for some people to realize that things need to change. So I would encourage everybody not to be afraid. It doesn't have to be painful. It doesn't, it, it never means, you know, when someone, somebody say diet, people are like, oh my God, all these things I couldn't eat. No, concentrate on what you could eat and make it as tasteful as possible. It was, that was why I was attracted to you at the first place, because I used to be in that space and people would pay me to prepare stuff for them that was highly nutritional highly dietary whatever whatever specificity they they were requesting but still super flavorful so they would actually stay on the protocol which is very important so you don't have to buy into the nonsense that diet food is bland and salad and bland chicken in the you know no 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 the times changed and and especially what you do it's 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 completely different direction that what we was fed for last several years by the industry and everybody so it's it's, a, it's amazing work you do Roderick thank you so thank much you for us, making for time for us I know you are super busy so I really appreciate it we made it happen with the time change and everything <laughs> and just say hi to my home country <laughs> if, I I, if I travel back home I, I'll make sure that we've could meet in person that would be lovely that'd be cool um, that'd be really cool Viara. Be maybe great. have that beer together <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yes 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 well yeah. great so once again thank you so much Roderick I'll put all the links to you to your profiles underneath the episode so if anybody wants to reach out to Roderick please feel free or reach out to me if you couldn't find it and I'll be happy to provide a connection but it was such a pleasure speaking with you and thank you for all you do and Thank have a you, great Vera, evening for, your support. for you. You too. Have a great rest Thank of the day. You Enjoy so your much. moussaka. Thank you. <laughs>